Hello, everyone. Welcome to Job Jumpers, the podcast for those who jump from crappy job to crappy job. You are here with me, uh, your host and fellow job jumper, Connor Mack. Uh, Today on the podcast, we have uh, an awesome guest. His name is Andy. Um, We're going to talk about his work in temp jobs, retail, but mostly restaurants. Working in the kitchen at restaurants. He has some some pretty pretty ridiculous stories. This was a really good one. I had a lot of fun talking with him. Now, if you are a job jumper or you know of somebody who is a job jumper and would be great for the show, please, please reach out either by email, jobjumperspod at gmail.com or uh, via social media. You can DM us. We are at jobjumperspod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I want to hear more of your stories. Um, but without further ado, here is my chat with Andy. Hello there. Welcome to Job Jumpers. I am here with my new pal, Andy. Uh, hey, Andy, thanks for taking the time uh, out of your day to chat with me about you know your your history of uh crappy jobs oh yeah my pleasure connor i uh i just got off of work and got my i uh, just got back from the dispensary you know ready to finish out my week hell yeah now, now um are those dispensaries have they been around where where you're located for long or is that a recent thing where they've opened up uh ohio Came a medical state fairly recently. Okay. Uh, don't don't quote me on the year. I, I do want. I, I want. I I think it was 2018. Or yeah, I think it was like 2018. I think it technically became medical, but I didn't start using. I didn't sign up for it for a while because uh, they didn't have my condition on there, which is uh, IBS, the hot girl disease. Oh uh, yeah, so I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get to join the ranks and. Um, with my with my rumbly tummy and, <laughs> and occasionally treat myself to uh, a big fudge edible. Nice. It's, I mean, I it sounds pretty delicious. I'm I'm glad it works for you for for you know for that. I I uh, oh, yeah. I've taken to to um, you know munching on an edible um, just before bed. It's kind of uh, yeah. Thing. I can I can see how that goes. I usually. Depending on how the day went, like if it was a long week, I'll take it right after work and then just like an old, like an old person, just lay down on the couch or relax a little bit too, get yeah. a little bit too heavy into the couch and then just wake up there three hours later. Yeah. I mean, that's a totally normal thing to do after work. I oh, mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, yeah, it, it became a habit for a while, uh, especially because of some of the very stressful jobs i i work and you'll you'll hear about yeah well i mean that that's what my dad did essentially but with with uh you know it wasn't edibles it was bud light so but. yeah my, my dad did this very similar thing but bud heavy but heavy okay. uh, uh that's uh that was always the beer of choice and he he said he never liked bud light not because of uh mainly mainly just because he liked drinking hot heavy because it was a it was a meal replacement drink for a long time. Uh, when, <laughs> when you're poor, but but heavy is you know yeah, has calories in it. You, you need know? those calories for sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think he was a bud you know Budweiser bud heavy guy um, at first, and then when when he kind of 
started to pretend to be more health conscious. He switched over to the Bud Light, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, uh, one funny thing that just that I, I I was just reminded of is um, you know my my parents are divorced. They've been divorced for a while, but uh, um my my mom you know she she knows that that he he loves Bud Light. So so the last time they talked my mom like kept on goading him about the like the bud light can controversy oh man and <laughs> just because just she she's just trying to be annoying it right yeah, yeah. and my my dad's like a weird guy where he doesn't really like he like aggressively stays away from all all like pot like you know political things so he just he pretended not right. to know what she was talking about <laughs> so, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious and, and probably the yeah, best that's- Best way it's for like, that to turn out. Yeah, it's oh, you can't. He, he, that's a master class of uh, master class of. I don't want to say gaslighting, Gaslight, but like just, yes, yes, it's yes. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, it was the it was the hottest topic for like two weeks. It was it was crazy. I know. Like, I mean, my, the, yeah, they're, traditional they're, like yeah. news dads. So yeah, I, like he, he knew about it and he he made his he made his comments. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I I basically just looked at him and was like, what, whatever, dude. Yeah, but, you know, I was just like, all right, you know, let's move on. Yeah. Um, but hey, uh, so to get us started off on this, the the first thing that I like to ask my guests is, um, you know, popular question you get asked when you meet somebody new or you're in a new environment. Um, you know, I, I like to say a family reunion. If you were at a family reunion, you're talking to your your uncle John or whatever. You haven't seen him in 15 years. He would ask you, "What do you do?" You know, "What do you do?" Um, and he means like, "What do you do for work?" You know, he's he's yeah. only interested in in what 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 brings home the money. Doesn't care about your passions or what makes you you. But so, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, being, you know, growing up and getting that question all like all the time when I have like oh. no fucking idea, it's, I'm just like, oh, my God, I just don't want to I, I don't want to say that like, I'm, oh, I'm just starting a new job every time they ask me that. But like already in my head, I know that I'll be leaving it. So um, taking work out of the equation, what do you do? Do I do uh, well for for, I, it sounds so silly to say this now. It's because I'm like figuring it out, quote unquote. Because for years I was so attached to like my line of work that that was kind of like part of my identity was being mm-hmm. a cook, a chef. Sure. And it, it was like a little bit too self encompassing. Uh, and then when I realized that, like, you know, I need to have a life outside of work, for, especially when I switched. Like when, I, when I realized I needed to switch mm-hmm. uh, out of that kind of line of work, uh, I, I discovered that like it, the only thing I do is like smoke, drink, watch TV, play video games, like go to the bars. Like it was a very normal. It was very. I was like, eh, that's not just me. <laughs> I want to do. So I started finding some more stuff, uh, which was just like, what do I do? Is I basically just try to enjoy my life. And I'm yeah. I'm not like big on still like to go out and whatever, but I don't like right now I'm doing disc golf and painting. Those are my two new hobbies. I'm trying to see if that uh, you know pick up. And yeah, yeah. Both of them are fun to do by yourself or as with friends, you know, as an activity. So yeah, trying to figure kind of just trying to figure out like what do I do now that I'm not so like connected 
uh-huh. or like to like a lifestyle that was yeah kitchen work. Yeah, that that's a great um, topic to bring up because I do feel like that is, you know, a lot of times even if you don't want to let it happen, you you do get kind of caught up, especially like you know you were saying in restaurants. I worked in a few restaurants, and and that can be that you know can be the people, all the people that you associate with, whether you're you're out drinking with them, working with them, whatever. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, once you're out of that environment, it's like, like, what do I actually like to do? Yeah, because, like, we'll, we'll do this in, like, reverse order instead of going from, like, what I, like, like where I started as a kid and, like, went apart. Well, we'll do a little bit of reverse first. So it's just so, like, what I was saying makes a little more, like, sense and context fresh. Let's get a little preview, yeah, you know, a little, little preview of, uh, the, you know the end here so like the preview is like uh, as of like like well I, i'm surprised it's almost two years now which has been the longest time i've stayed at a job uh but like right now i work for a major retailer uh in their it department but in like the in like a weird like very blue collar way because I, I deal with hardware and logistics and shipping okay so it's like yeah i do a lot of pro- i do like some programming and i do some like technical setup and uh all my favorite zen activity which is uh building network cabinets which is you know i help program and then i install them and i plug them all in and it feels like a like doing a zen garden because then i shut the door and i push it onto the push it away and i go do another one i do the same pattern and then i erase it and do it again it's kind of zen sounds satisfying yeah it's to a very certain degree it is but then but like before that for years i job hopped between Kitchen jobs and call centers. Okay. Like whenever I would get tired of one, I would go to another, and then I stuck at the kitchens for a while because the lifestyle is just so much more fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I have not lasted very long at call centers. I've I, I've started a couple of call center jobs in like, I mean, one one I got through a few weeks. I think the other mm. one I left like during training. So, <laughs> oh, oh, totally, yeah. Like, Cause, no. Yeah, because sometimes those calls, sometimes the vibes at a call center, yeah. are fucking yeah. terrible. Oh, There's yeah. less like nothing you can do about it too. It's like you just walk in there, you're like, this could totally be pur- purgatory. Like this could be, this could be that kind of place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, let, let's um let's let's start from the beginning then I guess. Um, uh-huh. If you want to jump in um, to you know how how you st- started out you know started from the bottom now now you're here you know let's let's get <laughs> let's get, get the whole rundown. Right. So like uh, like a lot of like a lot of people uh, especially where I grew up uh, which is like the hills. Uh, in the sticks of Ohio, like mm. I had my, my first job was like a teenager, but it was with like for this one, it was for like my grandma and her friends, like side business as a like, catering. So okay. my very, my first job was like a bus boy for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the bus boys were the the two grandsons, and then the servers were all the teenage girls, and then you know the the two grandmas would cook up all the food. And we did we did weddings and graduations. Uh, stuff like that and you know, it was a pretty easy job uh, i got paid by the night so for like a 15 16 17 year old like 
getting anywhere from 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 like fifty to a hundred dollars a night was yeah. tight. And this was That's like killer. I was doing this in like almost like two thousand three to like I don't I don't remember the year. Eventually, I stopped doing it because they they just didn't need me anymore. Uh, but like. Getting a getting a hundred dollars as like a fifteen year old was awesome. Yeah, I mean that that's that is you know you, you have made it. Then you're like, oh, I'm living good for for at least a oh, few yeah. weeks. I had all the best magic cards. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, mean, I also like started doing some the like a little, me and the other uh, bus boy would do traditional bus boy degenerate behavior like 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 sneaking into the beer cooler and drinking all the Baileys. <laughs> uh, we. There was one night where we had these garbage bags, and they were pretty tough. And we're like, I wonder how, I wonder if we can get one of these garbage bags on the roof of this Knights of Columbus. So we wind it up and we give it a throw, and it just explodes all over the side of the building. We, oh. we just, oh. <laughs> and like ran back inside and pretended nothing happened. We totally got busted, too. It sucked. <laughs> did you? They're like, who the fuck did this? Yeah, it was like the next day. They were like, what? Well, what the hell happened here? Oh my uh, god! Uh, uh, a raccoon did it. I, yeah, I think the official line was, uh, uh, "Yeah, we, we we got attacked by a raccoon and threw the garbage at him, and it, it exploded." That's we a totally that that's a reasonable yeah. excuse. I mean, right. raccoons rabies and shit, right? Yeah, they they get they get what you know, especially if they are uh, like if they have rabies, like they you 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 can't trust them. Right, this is an Appalachia, so like that's a totally reasonable thing to believe <laughs> they're feral rabid coons are trying to come at my garbage you know can't have that i'm gonna throw the garbage and run like a, like a reasonable person exactly i mean would would you rather have have the garbage all over the side of the building or your employee getting rabies right a gr- grandma wouldn't stand for that a grandma exactly, couldn't stand for that exactly exactly uh then after that like my first like real job, like on the books job, was McDonald's, um, and I worked at a twenty-four hour McDonald's. So my my first on the books job was third shift McDonald's Ooh. at a at a major highway intersection where two of them connect. Oh boy! So uh, it got it, it didn't get hairy because we we weren't like super duper busy, but we would get some of the weirdest things that would go on. Uh, some of the shenanigans I got into was like one time I, uh, so, uh, a, a group of women who should not have been driving, uh, were coming, uh, coming home from the bar and, you know, wanted some, wanted some nuggies. And, uh, these drunk girls were like, if I show you my tits, can I have your hat? <laughs> so yeah, as a, as a 19 year old, I, I threw them my hat immediately. I was like, here you go. <laughs> And my manager, Chuck, uh, who's probably about my age now, uh, saw me do that and went, free hat on me, bro. Ah! You got you to take that opportunity when it comes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't allowed to be in, I wasn't allowed to be clocked in if I didn't have my hat on. Oh, so, my goodness. He didn't want to send me home. I was the only other employee there. Wow. Chuck and Chuck smoking cigarettes in the office most nights. Yeah. So, I mean, thank that, God that he Chuck had your back. Interesting. Oh yeah, Chuck was cool. Like he kind of sucked as like a person, but like as a man, he didn't give a shit. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was all right with them. Yeah. Uh, like, the biggest beef I had is uh, I had gotten put in a very interesting position at this McDonald's because uh, it was right when I graduated high school. I got that job so I can have some college money. And uh, I, I did not like this one girl, so I told her off before we, uh, before we graduated, right? As normal people do, not not people who hold grudges for too long. <laughs> uh, t- t- I've gotten that fixed, but that was, it's slightly embarrassing to think about now. Uh, but you know, told her off, smiled, walked away, figured I'd never see her again. Mm-hmm. We at the McDonald's third shift together. Like, oh for a little- no! <laughs> like we had, we had, we had, we're like, could, could you guys like, please have us on alternating days? Like we're we're not really, we don't like working. We can't work with each other. What was the deal? What like if you know if you don't mind me asking, what what was her deal? We had, we had uh, years long beef between me and her. Uh, one of them was just like just constantly leading on one of my buddies. Okay, like just constantly leading them on. Gotcha. The other was, uh, she was the band director's daughter, and I was, like, one of the, like, better band instructor kids, but, like, I like the better band kids, mm-hmm. but, but she would, he would always choose her over me for things, and it was, like, clear, like, like, it's her, it was his kid, so, like, he's yeah. choosing her, kind of yeah. thing, and I, I, I took that a little personally. Of course. So, you know, I, I. Well, I figured I wasn't going to see her again, so I'm like, you know what? Now, like, I hope you have fun in the real world because your dad's not going to be there to bail you out uh, all the time. <laughs> and you know, said some some more rude things that I won't say because it's it, it was it was a little out of line. But oh. it is what it is. We worked at McDonald's together, and it was like it was a little awkward for a minute. And then like, where we just asked, like, could you guys just maybe maybe tone down having us work together every day? Like, we we don't like each other. Oh my goodness! Like, okay, so they made it once a week. We okay. We ended up fist bumping at the end of the summer and was like, "We still don't have to like you, but yeah, we're all right." Okay, yeah, you know, I, we had that. We had the bond by being the only two people that be working in a kitchen together. Yeah, well, I mean, th- there's so many people that I, you know, have worked with that like I wouldn't be friends with at all. If oh, I, yeah. you know, if 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 I wasn't bonded to them by being in in oppressive work environment for for you oh, know, over for months sure. on end like that that will bond people even if uh you, you hate their guts outside of it it's like okay well we yeah. have uh you know we, we we share an enemy so so let's work together right the, the clown <laughs> the clown was the enemy but yeah yeah, uh, yeah. McDonald's is a very interesting like because i didn't get like the proper mcdonald's experience because i didn't have to clean any shitty like crazy bathrooms or deal with like people wilding out in the uh so what kind of what was this on a highway or just off a highway it was like off a so like the way the highway is like it was like the they would intersect and the one that you would want to get off to get onto the next one that's where the mcdonald's was you would get off of the highway exit and then you'd have to like go down the road for like like, a, like an eighth of a mile gotcha. and make a right. It was and like right off the exit. So, so off the, the, interchange. the uh, dining room was closed then for, for your shift, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. That's, yeah. That, uh, that's a huge plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had people walk walk up for like pretending like they're in a car. That's a, that's a classic bit. Uh, I'm like, I can't serve you through the window if you're not in a real car. You know, get that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, oh my but, fucking god! Oh, okay. So this reminded me of um, 
this literally happened to me like less than a week ago i i okay, okay. i am between jobs once again now so i so i am uh it is I, what it is. <laughs> yeah so i have been door dashing um a little bit right. and so so last weekend i was door dashing around i i live in connecticut so I, there's like there's a couple of you know decently sized cities next to me that i can make some money um but okay. I, I was door dashing here in in hartford and um i was at a mcdonald's waiting to pick up you know somebody's DoorDash for McDonald's and the the guy in front of me in the drive-through line what he was just a guy walking with you know there's no car no you know he, he was just he, he just it was there in his t-shirt just walked up talked to the guy in the intercom walked up to the the window and, and they were just like talking like normal and so so he like talks to him and he walks in the you know goes stands to the side um kind of by the entrance and so i pull up to the window and um the worker was like yeah you know your the foods you're picking the, the food you're picking up is not ready yet and then he's like hmm you know how about you just go wait and then he pointed to the guy and he said he said yeah go wait um by that other parked car don't hit it though because that's a parked car <laughs> i was like are you fucking kidding me i was like okay I like, all right I like back on that one he's like yeah this is a car yeah you're seeing what I'm, this is a car i was like okay understood i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blow up your spot i won't hit the car don't worry and then i just kind of like gave a nod to that guy it was, it was just really really funny i mean it's a great bit it's yeah a great bit. yeah i mean i i never knew that they were so strict about you know only serving vehicles i you know i i'd never seen that before so did they say it's to prevent people from like walking up to the window with a gun so like yeah okay. to like hold you up I get whatever. If you're holding up McDonald's, you got way, way other issues going on yeah, in your life. Definitely. And I mean, it's like, I mean, you can do that in your car probably easier. I don't like. You can want to hide, your, hide yourself better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, get away. Like, it's it's way easier in a car. Yeah. It's just bad, bad decision making all around. <laughs> yeah. If you if you walk up to the drive through with your uh, with your gun out, uh, trying to hold them up. Yeah, absolutely. It's not going to end well for you. Um, anyway, we have a very interesting guest uh, at the McDonald's. We had a like she she rolled up in like a Victoria's Secret like thing. She was like some kind of like executive and just like heard that. And this was true. Like the one shift I was on was I was the only guy worker. Oh. I wasn't supposed to be there. I was covering for a gal, but uh, she. Uh, having major uh major cramping issues didn't mm-hmm. like was like could you please cover i'm like yeah i got your back uh this was this uh, other lady that i knew from uh the, the weird the fun bar living and working in fast food in a small town is you do know most of these people sure yeah uh like i i got to know one lady's order i'm like oh it's 420 this older lady's about to show up in about 30 minutes. I got to make sure I save her some nuggets. <laughs> Hell yeah. Some, some breakfast nuggets. Cause you can't, cause you know, we, we, we swapped them. We swapped the menu out at like 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, okay. My gro- one of my grossest experiences as a human happened at this, at this McDonald's. Um, if you've worked at a restaurant, so you know, like these flat top girls all have like a thing that all the grease pools into. Yes. Yes, I do. And, uh, the McDonald's ones are huge. They're like three foot tall by about like six inches wide. So they're kind of this odd shape. 
And as I, as I was going to dump it out, my, it slipped, and I covered my entire body. Talk, I'm talking like collarbone down in the in the McDonald's uh, nasty like oh. hamburger grease. Oh. And like because for 24 hours, there was also like eggs in it. <laughs> oh no! So like I was wearing like a pearl necklace of like fucking <laughs> eggshells. Uh, and uh, I had to walk back into that McDonald's covered in the grease, and was like crying just a little bit. Like, Chuck, can, can, can I go home, man? Oh, and he's no. like, yeah, I'm gonna get you a garbage. I'm gonna get you two garbage bags, one to wear and one to put those clothes in. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that, it was it, the, the smell was was the worst worst yeah, thing ever. That I mean that 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 sounds pretty unpleasant. Uh, yeah, it, it was. The smelliest thing I've ever smelled. It's just like, yeah, it's just a McDonald's surprise all over your your entire body. I I couldn't I couldn't eat it for like a year. Yeah, I th- that that would scar me too. I I uh, I and, and I'm like I don't know, I, I, and I'm a piece of shit. I eat that McDonald's. I I, I like <laughs> it. Yeah, I mean, I I I did just have McDonald's tonight because I, I I ate that in my car like a little sad boy, you know. But it that's, was good. Yeah, for, that's that. That was dinner, my friend. Yeah. Uh, the 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 classic working man's uh, dinner of two double cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Hell yeah! Just swam right down. <laughs> that's how you do it. All right. Uh, and um, how long were you there for? I was there for. Uh, I was there for five months. Uh, it was just the one summer, uh, which I, I was like, you know, May, because I picked it up like before I was going to graduate. And then I, uh, the college I went to, we didn't have to report until like August 30th. So uh, I, my last day at that McDonald's was like August 20th. Uh, I, I made a... I mean, I made it like four or five months, something like that. It was, okay. it was, it felt longer than that, but yeah, yeah, it it certainly yeah. would. Um, now, did you like the you know working the third shift to have? Because uh, for me, I find that if if I'm doing it like uninterrupted, then I I kind of slide into that uh, schedule pretty easily. Yeah, see, uh, I'm the same way. Like I'm naturally a night owl, so it didn't really bother me so much um i think the worst was just the social life part especially in like a super small town like i didn't i didn't get to hang out with much anybody that summer which kind of sucked but you know i need i needed money college books are expensive yeah and even though i did get a bit of a scholarship uh I, I laugh because uh, I, the college I went to was Kent State, and um, they gave me a scholarship for being Appalachian as a minority. Okay. $500, <laughs> which does not cover much, uh, but no. it's, better than, it's better than nothing. Yeah, uh, it's nothing. I, 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 oh, you come from such a dirt poor area, you shoeless hillbilly. Here's five hundred dollars. <laughs> thanks for thanks for com- thanks for coming up to the lake. Oh my goodness, that's ridiculous. Um, so so what was uh what was the plan after McDonald's? So like, I did. I went to school after that and dropped out like after that semester, because I I just wasn't ready. Just yeah. hands out, hands down, was not ready. Uh, 
I I moved back home to go to school at the the local school there. Uh, made it another semester and dropped out. But when I moved back home, I just signed up with the temp agency. Uh, and the local one in my area uh, where I grew up was called Mancan or, or Manpower. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I think it started as Manpower, shifted to Mancan. I think they're now. I think they now realize they are stuck with the name that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I Mancan is uh, an interesting choice. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, and what they would do is essentially just all the factories in the area you could not apply to directly. You had to work through the temp agencies okay, first. Okay. So I was like, well, if I'm going to be here. I'm going to get me a job that like if I'm going to be stuck here. I'm at least getting a job that's going to pay well, which means I had to basically do my time as like as a temp worker, as like an apprentice factory worker, which gotcha. just, it's just wage slavery with extra steps involved. It's mm-hmm. just, that uh, was so annoying. And I would, I, and unfortunately it was 2008 when I started doing this. So I kind of felt like the grim reaper for factories in my area because I would show up. <laughs> And then it would start, and I would show up, and then within like a couple of months, we'd get the the call like, "Hey, we're all getting laid off soon. We're getting shut down." Oh no! I was like, oh, no. like uh, the first one of those I worked at was a car parts factory where I was essentially I, they gave me a big cartoon to try to mount it, and I would hammer in bumpers into place and hammer in light fixtures into place on the rears of vehicles. Uh, super ungabunga. Very cool job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pay was nice, uh, but that job died. Like, died, died. And damn. I was like, damn, I killed... Okay. And Then I went to another one, and the same thing happened. I'm like, oh my god. And I did another one. Jesus. And this time, I got laid... This, this time, uh, like, there was like, it was like four months, four months, and then this one, I made it to the six-month mark. Uh... And this was for uh, more or less a shipping warehouse for a tool company. Okay. Uh, so I'm just like p- p- picking from shelves, but mm-hmm. I'm picking like screwdrivers and hammers and nuts and bolts and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, and I had gotten fired because I had gotten another guy fired for uh, sexually harassing people. Holy shit. Uh, because he was, well, like, he, he had knew me when I was younger. And he was like trying to clown on me by saying weird shit, uh-huh. yelling it through the factory. Uh, and one of them, like I was dating this chick that was working there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was going on and on, and it was getting kind of foul. And like he was, he was referring referring to the my my fine juggalette princess by some things that you know were just like really grody. Um, and and then he said, "I hope you have I hope you have fun uh, with that clown pity fucking you." And like the whole factory turned against him, got him fired. Jesus. And because like I was part of like this big like weird thing because I, I was just ignoring this guy. I think yeah. that was like making it worse for him. Like he was it was causing him to freak out because he thought he was had these good one liners. I'm just like, yeah, and he wasn't getting the reaction that he wanted to get. I was piping up, like I was piping up headphones through my shirt to like wear ear. Nice. I wasn't paying attention. 
fall to that guy. And I wasn't supposed to have headphones in, but what? Well, that's how you that's him. how you handle it, though. And then they yeah, retaliated against him. you. And they're like, yeah, uh, like he got fired for real, for real, because like people were like upset about the things he was saying to her. Mm-hmm. But they let me go because. Yeah, I work for a temp agency and I was causing problems, so they're just uh, like, fuck it, get, let's get a new temp in here. Damn it. It was 2008 in Appalachia, and there's just, jobs were hard to go by, and you were easily repla- like easily replaceable uh, as a cog. And it was like, this kind of experience is like, really got me looking into like, like, labor stuff. And yeah. It kind of started my journey into being a, being a, being a dirty leftist. Nice. That's always hey, always a fun, always a fun way to explain that to people when they're like, <laughs> you know, they they people you know like I grew up with, like as like a major hillbilly. I was like, well, huh? like, well, aren't they all like, you know, a certain kind? Like, no, not not all of us. <laughs> like, we, it's like some of us, like, they don't fit that. Uh, and like, I, I I didn't even like being one of them. I, like, I didn't like growing up as a hillbilly. I just did and like wanted to get away from it. And yeah, yeah. When I got I was like, oh, I still kind of am, but I just don't look the part. <laughs> yeah, you can't you 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 can't take the uh, hillbilly away from the boy, I guess, out of the boy. That's right. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but then after that, I went back to school uh, after I got laid off that last time because uh, man can didn't say I got fired. They said I was laid off. They man uh, can bait- Yeah, well, I was. It, it helps with their it helps with their business to say that I got I got laid off. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. 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 Also, I got the benefit from a little bit of unemployment, which was great. But then, you know, I, I got a little bit of money to go back to school. So I spent the next year not working, which was cool. I mean, right now I kind of hate it when I see that uh, student debt balance I got to pay back. But yeah. uh, the time worth it. Uh, that really helped me kind of get my shit squared away and like get the right foot going. And I got my bachelor's eventually. Uh, and when I was in college is when I was doing, like I was doing a lot of job hopping from call centers and kitchens. That's where I started doing that. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, first one was a call center. Uh, and it was called like something super generic, like, like data zoom or, <laughs> uh, that sounds about right. Tech, tech, Techalize something very, very, <laughs> very, very, very generic. Um, I'm sure both and, of those places exist. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> sure they do. Uh, but uh, this this job sucked so bad because uh, you had the one side because you never you never knew where you were gonna be, and that was the problem because they had they had it set they had the building separated a little bit. When you would walk in, there was the left side and the right side. The right side had all, had all the windows. Oh. So you would think that's the right side of the building, but you'd be wrong. Hmm. The left side of the building was the nice side, because that's where you did all the easy, cushy customer service jobs, uh, calls. You would um, Mainly you would be calling Red Cross like members or people who had recently bought a car from a Ford dealership. So both of these people, more than willing to talk to you, be nice. These are just, let me know about, like, how'd you feel 1 through 10 on a couple of different questions. Gotcha. Um, now, you did get people that got real fucking weird about uh, us calling. 
at all because they they would forget that they agreed to like give us their number. Oh man. So I, I went by a fake I went by a fake name and I kind of played up. Uh, I kind of played up an a- the accent I have a little bit and uh, <laughs> nice. And my, my my boss thought it was hilarious because um, I got screamed at by a guy and I was like, "There's no like like." I just hung up on him. Like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you can't do that." I'm like I- I'm gonna do that. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I "Sorry." Mean, I'm like, "I know funny. you guys like gave me a way around it, but like when when I could like when I could feel my hands shaking, I'm gonna hang up on the guy instead of pretend that like this call matters." Yeah. Uh, but I would. <clears throat> so what I did is I would use this accent and I'd say, "My name's Hank Abernathy. Don't call me on behalf of the Ford Motor Company." <laughs> And people ate that shit up. They love that shit. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you're you're you know immediately ingratiating yourself, you know, to them. You know, oh yeah. You know what? Uh, what slice the other one's from. the worst. Side the, the, the the pretty side of the building where all the good lighting and the you could see outside. That's where we had to do cold calls for political surveys. Oh no. Okay. Oh, and it was brutal. Uh, and I would do the Hank Abernathy voice for that one too. Uh, a lot of the time, we would be calling just the the worst states, like Florida, Arizona, Texas, Montana, like the states oh. that you know. Like, like do, I, do I really want to know this person's opinion? Like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. it going to be upsetting? Uh, and what what like year was this? Just this was, I believe. So, like, I did the most of those in two. 2011 going into 12. All right, so, so like there was a it was a, lot, uh, it was a lot of stuff that was clearly paid for by Republicans to like kind of get their feeling on the like idea. where they should attack Obama on. Yep. Yeah, with the election year. Yeah, and uh, because we were all working like getting close to that election, we were all like, like we had all the Republican data stuff, and we're like, this really isn't looking good. <laughs> like. <laughs> These people don't give a shit about like any of the stuff they're trying to talk about in this election. Oh my god! Like it's like they had like because we were hitting up like the hard right, the hard right bases, mm-hmm. and like, we got people that were way more into the. I had it felt like a disproportionate amount of people that would eventually turn into like the QAnon types. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we had like a disproportionate amount of those, but the hardest part of the job is that we had to live transcribe. And, oh, really? uh, yeah, so we had open ended, we had some that were open ended questions and we had a live transcribe them. Uh, you, you used the shorthand and filled it out later. Cause there's, I, I wasn't that fast. No. And, no, uh, most of us weren't either. Like we, we, we left off some stuff and. Uh, they, they would be like, no, you gotta, you gotta write down everything. I'm like, dude, I'm not writing down some of this shit. I bet you that's like, one of the things that they could ding you for listening back to the calls. Like, oh, you you you, you missed these few words. Yeah, that was one of those of those ones where uh, you would, if you if you missed words that you didn't need to skip, is, is like how they worded it. But uh-huh. like, they understood if you were like not if you weren't typing out like any slurs or curse curse words but if you were just kind of like leaving out sentences here and there they didn't because like it didn't didn't matter what they said about like who controls the banks you know <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, it does not matter man we were asking you about like yeah right. what do you feel like how, how do you feel about an infrastructure oh like plan God. 
Like, like, you're, you're, like, mean, like, you're just kind of opening like, the floor like, for for for. for to be spent on. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're kind of opening the floor for just all of their, you know, closeted beliefs. You know, to to go spewing out. They're just ready to tell you all of their their you know bigoted beliefs. It's because I sound, especially as Hank Abernathy, oh, so yeah. aggressively like they really let me like Absolutely. in on it. And I was like, wow. Sure. It happens to me in real life too. Uh, just looking the way I look, I, yeah, I sometimes yeah, yeah. get like, old, like older older people in public. Like they want to say something kind of kind of spicy, they'll they'll lean in, they'll, they'll lean into me and say it, and I'm like, why why do I make you feel safe enough to say that to me? I know. I, I, I think it be the mustache, but that's that's. It's not my fault. Look like a cop, man. I just, <laughs> I just wonder where it must actually leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, you're you're you know, undercover Antifa. That's right. How That's could right. they know? They'll they'll never figure it out. <laughs> um, that 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 was that was like a super fun job, and then I I got my after that I got my only taste in retail. Oh boy, and. Uh, it was interesting because, like, I had really gotten into smoking uh, from this call center job because it was the only way to guarantee that I had multiple breaks throughout the day. Okay. Uh, and, like, especially when I was younger, like, because I, I have more or less given up, like, cigarettes since, uh, like, last year. Nice. Uh, like, all nicotine was, like, last year because I had been straggling with the uh, the old super tasty, delicious elf bars. Uh I I still I thought I I didn't I didn't think Dare had one thing right, which is yes, cigarettes are that addicting. Like <laughs> I still like if I'm drunk enough and someone's like, "Do you want a cigarette?" I will say yes. There is yeah. there is no stopping me. I will smoke that cigarette. Yeah, I'm I gonna mean, and I enjoy it. And I'm gonna miss it. And then the next day I'm sure. gonna be like, "Why did I smoke that cigarette?" God yeah, damn it. yeah. Just it's <laughs> one of those things. I just you know I know because like my. Growing up, my my father, you know, would quit smoking like every other month until until right. you know we caught him again. Then he quit again. So yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it keeps clawing you back. I uh, you know definitely. And they're just, and they're just right there too. Yeah, you gotta yeah, get gas. Accessible get gas, and they're right there. Yep, super super accessible. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've had like two cigarettes in my entire life, and I just I I know. I know I would be hooked if I, uh, you know, if I. Like, oh, I, I knew I was a goner going. when I was a kid. I knew I was a goner when I was a kid. Uh, like one of my earliest memories is just remembering how much I loved the smell of a pack of cigarettes. Mm. And I was like, when I was like in the Dare program, talking about I was bad. I'm like, I'm gonna end up smoking. I know I am. <laughs> I know I am. Do you, do you know how good tobacco smells? No. And like my friends are like. No, what are you talking about? I'm like, it smells great. So yeah, I, I knew I was a goner. Yeah, I, right from the right from the rip. Uh, but I, I I had I I gotten used to this like very loose environment there, and then I started working in retail. And the only it was it was not a traditional retail experience. I was I went from. Not ever working in retail to becoming an assistant manager of a head shop. Oh man! Wow. Oh, uh, it finally all my years of smoking weed. 
finally landed me a job that was awesome. Yeah, it was see? very it was very easy. I get paid to watch Netflix for like three hours a day. Uh, it was all great. I I loved the job, even though I had to drive a little further than I wanted to. Uh, and for the right environment, it's you know it's worth a few extra miles, I think. Yeah, and like it was, it was a very cool job uh, until it became a very big pain in my ass. Um, because I would have, I would, because this is before, like, this is like even before like this like 2011. So like, this is like before a lot of other states even had like recreational like okay. you could only get medical in like a certain couple states and like weed culture just was not as pervasive as it was and ohio had like really interesting rules around it they had very lax to criminalization rules but like you still couldn't have the stuff and uh working at a smoke shop i would get targeted by the police constantly i got pulled over once a week for like three months just because they knew you worked there or they, they were like hanging out in the parking lot waiting for people to leave yeah, they, they pulled me over within a couple of miles of leaving work i would just they they knew they knew all of us who worked there they tracked and they tracked our cars we, all of us sick. got pulled over oh. all like there was not a day like there was times that like people were just li- like half an hour to an hour late because like the cops were just pulling them over like in our parking lot <laughs> It's like God damn it! You, like we we knew if the cop like pulled like one of us over in the parking lot, like we weren't gonna get customers for a long time because who wants to go to the fucking yeah. head shop? The cops are just exactly. at. yeah. I mean, I'm not walking into the head shop. But, you know, it's like there, there's like sharks waiting for a, you know a drop of blood. It's pathetic. Right? So it's like God damn, and it, it did become like a big problem. Uh, but what really ended up tanking that job was uh, the guy that owned it. Was doing a shit ton of money laundering <laughs> with uh, with the shops. Uh, okay, he kind of all the money for the shops were kind of just in a slush fund, including another shop in Vegas. And he was definitely laundering fucking money and doing some very interesting uh, import export business on the side, operating out of Las Vegas. Interesting. Uh, so. Uh, it just so happened that we got uh, a, a lot of the glassware we got was a lot of stuff you could get from like popular websites that were like buying all their shit in China. Uh, okay, okay. So we're pretty sure we knew exactly what was going on. Uh, it kind of, uh, but like I did get to collect like a bunch of unemployment from that, and I got like when I knew he was getting rate right, when I knew it was all going down. Like I definitely took like a bong home with me. Hell yeah! And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're getting like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting free toys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you got was an assistant manager of another one, uh, but like, we, we, we were, we, I think all, and like, another one of our, like, a couple other of our, like, our friend group was able connected to this shop, for, and like, we had gotten spider webbed into all the local shops as like assistant managers or managers. Wow! So like, just, just like the the, uh, the gang of yeah, so like, uh, head shop managers. Down, like when it went down, like it was it got really weird because like we didn't like they thought they were going to try to pin it on one of us. We're like, no, we don't know shit. Oh really? <laughs> like nope, we don't know shit. Because they they forgot that we all knew each other before they hired us. Oh, of course. <laughs> so nice. it's like 
There's like, do you know why there's a bunch of glass missing? I don't know why there's a bunch of glass missing. And are we getting, are we getting investigated for money laundering? Like, yeah. why are you guys worried about Amazon right now? Oh my god, yeah. Why are you focused on me? You got bigger you know, problems. We have, we have bigger problems. Uh, and then, uh, and then that's when I. After that is when I started doing a lot of kitchen work because I had sold myself on the idea that if this whole archaeology thing, which I did get my degree. Uh, but like if this whole archaeology thing didn't pan out, I was gonna do some Anthony Bourdain shit, uh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a millennial man in his mid thirties, yeah. and we all had that dream at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Like if like if you if you didn't if you didn't at one point like think to yourself, I could do that. I I I, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 a super seductive lifestyle. You know that 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 would be a. Uh... A dream for many folks. It's I uh yeah, I like my very like my very like I think I milked that unemployment for like six months too. It was great. Oh nice. Uh, uh, I, I milked it for as long as I could. I played so much Skyrim. Uh, made sure I was able to keep my grades up high enough to where I could graduate, knowing that like I might like be burnout and coast the last semester. Yeah. So it was one of those ones too. I was like, hi. Oh, I thought I was going to stay in academia, and after that, like, I had to do, like, a fifth year, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, dude, if I have to do, if I have to do any, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to lose it. I have to get out of it. I, I can't, I can't yeah. do this. It was like, I got into the grad school program, and then immediately said, no, no, thanks, actually, I need my money back. Uh, I uh, wow. rescind all this shit. I, I got to get out. I can't do this. Just too much. Uh, it was just yeah it was like gonna it was gonna break my brain like as much as i love the topic of archaeology if i had to read one more paper about layers of dirt uh and stones and burnt soil i was gonna lose it like the the, the, the mundane part of that topic just because is just uh, it's it's hard to describe it's like it it's like nails on the chalkboard for, before your soul yeah, I mean, Just, as as somebody with you know pretty severe ADHD, I think I would I I would have gone crazy long long before that point. Yeah, like I'm, uh, like I definitely have like the ADHD now. It's not when I was younger; it was very evident. Sure, but I had a I had a mom that was not like into the idea of regulating uh, like an like an eight year old with Ritalin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I had to learn to learn to live around it for a while. Uh, yeah, that and then mean, by, by the time that I was me too. That, like I should probably like be medicated for it. I'm like, you know what? I got enough ways around it to like make my life work. Uh, yeah. So I can. I feel like I'm lucky enough to not have to need the stuff to be effective. But I know from like from having some before. Yeah. Like, totally. Okay. I, Okay, I need about fifteen to like be at normal level, like normal person peak efficiency. Yeah, like we can actually like focus and not be like da 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 da. Oh, what the hell is that? Go over there. Oh da 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 da. Oh, was that? Go over there. Mm-hmm. Like I, which that that might actually helped me a lot when I was doing kitchen work though. Yeah, yeah. I mean th- that that's a good point. I, I talked with somebody else about about kind of having the that ADHD brain or that kind of you know different attention span in, in, in like the environment like that in restaurants where there's a million things going on it's very fast paced that can really be to your advantage 
Yeah, because I, I, it doesn't come across as frust as frustrating when, you know, I I have to go here, 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 and it's keeping me from bouncing around. And it's just not. Yeah, the hyper focus is a thing that definitely happens, and mm-hmm. it doesn't need to happen if I have to if I have to go to eighteen different spots yeah. in like a minute and a half. Like it doesn't matter. I can do that. I can bounce around, and that's. That's why I liked doing kitchen work for so long. Um, honestly, it wasn't until the pandemic hit, and I was on, like, I think my sixth or seventh kitchen job at that point, uh, where I was like, I think I want out. I think I want out after after experiencing, like, how, how mean and entitled the customer bases were getting in the service industry. I was like, you know, I, I, I need out because... I can't do like I was starting to like feel resentment for towards people that I that it wasn't even their fault. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying to myself, "Man, fuck this motherfucker and his garlic allergy. What a piece of shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have to cook a whole fucking piece of chicken for him oh, man. because he can't have garlic. At what that a, point, yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, what a weak, what a weak, what a weak jeans piece of shit. <laughs> I, I can't stand this motherfucker, and like. Call myself sitting there and being like, that's, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's not, that's not, that's not something. That's not, that, those aren't normal thoughts. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Maybe you've had too much time here. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's where it got. Now, like I said, I jumped around a bunch of kitchen jobs at that point uh, with only one break where I did another call center where I did just Red Cross donations, uh, which was. 80% of the time it was pretty pretty fine. Like, you'd get, like, one customer a week. And I call them customers because that's basically how, like, cause the Red Cross kind of viewed us calling them was. It was like a customer survey because that's kind of how they it's kind of how they feel about the business because it's not like, you're not like a guest, right? So it's not like, it's not like you're going there. You're, you're going to them yeah. to volunteer. But, you know, they, they do make some money off of that. Hmm. And... So they they kind of treat it as like a customer service survey, and really you get like one guy a month who would like be annoyed that we're calling and asking for him to donate again. And it's like, hey man, like I'm sorry, you got like oh you got that O blood though. Like we're just calling. You guys call every <laughs> three months. Yeah, that, that that's kind of the schedule we're on here. But if, I mean, we're not rough. We're not twisting your arm. You know, maybe you could. It'd be cool, right? I I got no bonuses for any of this. I got paid like a flat hourly rate just to hang out in that in that room with like five old women and one other older gentleman for hours a day. The only thing we knew about each other was like what brands of cigarette we smoked and who had kids and uh, why why didn't I have kids. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, all the kitchen jobs were. Oh yeah, all the kitchen jobs were interesting though, in their own respect. Like the first one was a. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it was kind of like if you had like the Cheers vibe on an Applebee's. Okay. All right. Uh, and that was kind of the thing there. They did like they people liked it because it was just a classic. Like standard, like American bar diner food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did like the 
We like hand cut and brined potato, uh, French fries, so like people okay. felt like it was fancy. It was very fancy. Yeah. They, they felt like it was fancy. It was more and of then, a uh, like like a local, you know, yeah, family a local vibe. Chain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was called it was called Rockney's, uh, named after if I remember right, the guy that like made the forward pass in football like a thing. Wow. Like it's like the same guy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what a career coincidence. What, what a career! Great, it, the historical football coach, <laughs> and then you know, part-time small business tyrant. <laughs> yeah, what a tremendous legacy! Yeah, uh, they were all right to work for, though. Uh, it was just you know, no restaurant owners that great to work for. No, just, just not. It's just not. The worst are kind of like the ones that they try to act like your friend, but I mean, oh yeah, you can see right through them because everything they're asking you is is you know for their own benefit. It's you know. Oh yeah, like I, I had one. This was a couple of hops after uh, Rockney's that I'll get to uh, because I I did get a very interesting stop at. Uh, at because so I worked at Rockney's for a while. Like, it was about eight. Like, nothing. I didn't. I, all I did was make cheeseburgers and uh, Philly cheesesteaks and, like, fry fries. I didn't learn a bunch of a bunch of stuff, but I did learn how kitchens were ran. Yeah. And uh, I had to work with, like, the most. She was like a, a, she was like a tornado of a person. Because <laughs> uh, she was the, the kitchen manager. Uh, which is not good to have a kitchen manager that's already like a ball of anxiety and easily freaks out. No, that doesn't uh, set a good example for <laughs> for, for yeah, so, so you know, Tasha was a very interesting woman to work for. We called her. Uh, we we literally just said her name was the tornado because yes. uh, when she would get when she would get going, she would start doing a bunch of spins because she would get so sidetracked and start bouncing off back and forth that you know she would start spinning around and <laughs> knocking shit over and destroying shit We're like oh, Tasha's get out of here please please go talk to the, the to the front and <laughs> deal with them uh and I, I did that for a while uh because it paid the bills well uh and then i kind of fucked up uh on the on the job hopping on that one because I thought I had a job lined up at a different kitchen, mm-hmm. but then it fell through. So I had to do a summer's worth of door door, like uh, lead generating and, and sales. Oh damn! Uh, which was like my customer service skills are not the best, which is why I was in the back of the house. Uh, sure. I, I know, like some people were like. What do you mean your customer service skills are bad? You sound like you'd be a great customer service person. No, you're tricked by how smooth my voice sounds. Like, it is, I am not, I am a little bit surly. <laughs> and if I get pushed back on some stuff, I get a little surlier. So, yeah, hey, I mean, it can't, it's, it's, you know, not for everyone. Not everyone can be a pushover. Being a, being a customer facing, in a customer facing role, was always tough. Like, mm-hmm. like when I would go to the cash register at McDonald's, like I would forget to say, like, you know, thanks for coming, bye. <laughs> and I would just be like handing them food, and be like, all right, see ya, have a like peace. 
Uh, you know, the fucking scripts these places give you. Oh my god, it was so annoying, especially when I worked at the call centers, because like I would heavily stick to the script because I knew if I went off script, I would call somebody an asshole, <laughs> and that always gets you. That always gets you in trouble. It, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but when I was doing the door to door thing, like I I, I kind of liked it. It was interesting uh, because my degree was in in anthropology, and I felt like I got to like get these nice little interesting cuts of like suburban america yeah yeah because I, I i would survey you don't want to go into I, i'd only really survey areas that were near other gentr like places that were gentrified mm. so i'm like i'm going into places that know that they, they need an upgrade to try to sell them on like twelve thousand dollars worth of uh, housing renovations gotcha to get like a 10 percent cut which was you know, pretty solid yeah and uh I, I made a good bit of money that summer which i felt felt good about and then i was like oh i got all this money saved up i'm gonna move back home and then couldn't find any work in archaeology uh just couldn't uh, I, I even tried uh to move across the country to make it happen damn and i just couldn't make it happen it just wasn't gonna work for me i just didn't have i didn't have the connections in the places that i needed to have them mm-hmm. uh and to do cultural resource management, which is the job that I more or less would have just got into. Um, it's a, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if a construction worker in a, a music festival diehard got merged in the, into a lifestyle because you have to travel around certain areas, like in the summer, but in the winter you have to stay put and oh, wow. like grind and like you know keep you know, working a service industry job because you mm-hmm. can't. You can't do a lot of cultural resource management work, which is digging mm. in the winter. Gotcha, gotcha. And it, yeah, I was like, you know, like after I just kind of gave up, hit a low point, worked for Cracker Barrel. Okay. Uh, very depressing part of my life, and Cracker Barrel had a lot to do with it. Yeah, uh, I got. I, I heard some I, not so not great things dehumanized. about working there. I've never been so dehumanized than working oh, at Cracker Barrel. And you know a place is racist when they mention many times in their training video how racist they aren't. <laughs> like, oh my god! It was it was suspe- like the first time. I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's at least they. I'm like, okay, well, at least they yeah. acknowledge that you know they got kind of an interesting aesthetic, <sighs> and that you know we're not that we're not racist. Swear to God! Oh my! And god. then it's like after the fourth time they mention it, I'm like, what kind of fucked up shit you had from yeah, the Cracker Barrel? Yeah, right. Dude, like, I'm looking into it, but like, I know you, I know you did something. I know, I know you did something. Oh yeah, oh my god, it's it's like um, I interviewed for Chick Fil A one time. I I they they have a very intensive. Yeah, I I have also interviewed for Chick Fil A. It, it was it was intense. Yes, I I mean I I was there for hours, and I I interviewed with many different people, and they all. They all asked me if if I knew about the Chick Fil A controversy, if I had seen stuff about Chick Fil A in the news, and I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, come on, we know, like, like I know yeah. you, I know what you guys did, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, and then like, they had a big show into telling me that it was all just a misunderstanding, that they're not actually, <laughs> they don't actually hate gay people, it was all just blown out of proportion. 
it's not like that. Not like that. We swear. Exactly. We swear we're not. Yeah. We swear we're not homophobic. We just give money to people who are. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and it's some. I mean that that's the the deadest of giveaways there. Yeah, it, it's so bad. Like when I interviewed for this was when the controversy was kind of more of an open secret. This was like 2009. Gotcha. So like people knew, but it was one of those like it didn't really bust open yet. It was like yeah. one of those like hey. You, you know these church people are giving giving money to hate groups. You know that deep <laughs> down. Like, just just look behind the curtain a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, I had to go there, and like they told me, like, like you need to be dressed up like you are in like your finest church gear. And I did not grow up very religious at oh. all. Uh, like, like, even as like an anomaly in the area, like I, I my family was not church people. Uh, like my grandma, like one of my grandmas was, but like never really forced it. So like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what they meant by like church best. So like, I showed up in cargo pants and a polo, <laughs> just kind of like looking like the IT workers I eventually end up being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just mm, fucking nailed that interview. <laughs> they did not come, like they told me at the end of that I was not gonna have a job there. And I was like, I I yeah, I understand that. <laughs> like, we just don't we're not, we just don't match. Oh my god. Uh yeah, we're gonna crackle barrel was fucking terrible. Uh what I, I freaked out on the the line soup. Um because I, I refuse to call I'm number one, I ain't calling no one that works at Cracker Barrel on a goddamn chef. Uh <laughs> She thought you can get away with. I'm like, you're you ain't a guy. Jeff, you make pancakes. Get the fuck sure. out of my face. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he just called me kitchen boy. Oh god. Mind you, I'm 28 years old at this point, or like 27. I, oh, I forget man. something like that. And he's just never referred to me by my name. And after a while, I was just like, Larry, Larry, what is my fucking name, Larry? <laughs> He's like, oh, it doesn't matter, kitchen boy. I'm like, no, it does matter, Larry. What's my fucking name? And he couldn't, he couldn't remember it. I told him to suck my dick <laughs> and walked out of Cracker Barrel. Uh, and that is the only job I got properly fired from. Because I, even though I'm going to say I quit, they wrote down the paperwork before I could announce that I quit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got screwed on that one. But that, that is what it is. Ah, oh, man, what a fucking dick. Yeah, like fuck Larry. <laughs> Absolutely. Like the manager didn't even remember my name. It took her like she said Alex first, and I'm like, see, see, fuck you guys. Oh, man. Like, I was totally, I, I was totally in the right to tell them like, like to eat shit on yeah, that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, they, like they they obviously like, don't value they their kicked, employees. They kicked my ass, like yeah, like nightly. It was like, I mean, I. My, my official last day was technically Thanksgiving, because uh, I had I had said that the night before, and then I was they had me scheduled for a sixteen hour day on Thanksgiving because I did not have because I quote unquote did not have a family. Oh my fucking uh, god! Which is fucked up for them to say that because yeah. I do have a family. Like my, I'm actually uh, weirdly tight. Like I'm not like weirdly tight with my family, but for like for the kind of people I hang around with, I have a like unusually healthy relationship with my family like sure we are, yeah. we are, like we are still pretty close like they get they get annoyed with me because i'm not like i'm a little standoffish i don't do a lot of calling like 
they like they'll text me and be like, I haven't heard from you in five days. Like, yeah. you, are you good? Are you, are you mad? I'm like, no, no, no. I just. I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, my, my my dad always thinks that I'm mad at him because I just I don't text. <laughs> I'm like just I'm yeah. very very bad at it. But I'm like no no I'm sorry. I just it just I just can't you know, I, I can't do it. I, I gotta start treating like my my parents like I do some of my uh, other groups of friends. I gotta start sending them memes <laughs> so they don't think I'm like annoyed or mad. Yeah. Like I like the family like group text thing. Like I gotta chime in with like yeah some jokes again so that they don't think that I've like especially because like especially like when I was younger I was a bit of a fucking shit show. Sure. So they, they, I was Andy on like some kind of fucking bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like you know up until you know it's like I I still could be like yeah you know, wild card wild card but uh huh. Yeah, no, no, the, the, you know, throw them a bone every once in a while. Give them a meme to you know make you know make them make them believe you're stable. It's like I'm here, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not like I'm not like day day three. Where I'm like boom drunk as hell and like trying to trying to manage my life kind of situation. Like, mm-hmm. We haven't done that in a couple of, that in a couple of years. <laughs> uh no, that because like when I hit that low point, it was like after I graduated college and realized that like I had made a series of, of fuck ups mm. that like kind of got like that got that kind of like brought me back home and like in a worse place than when I left, and like that got me thinking about a lot of different shit. But I was still like, like man, like I can only the only skill, marketable skill I have is like how good of a cook I am, like how fast I can chop onions and how I can. You know, work the hell out of a kitchen because mm-hmm. I kind of got trained as like a child, even to like be good as a cook. Like my worked with my grandma. I would always okay. hang out with my grandma. And yeah, like, the my grandma was first job. Is she's a cook? Like she's like a she runs school kitchens, and like you know she's a professional cook. Mm-hmm. Like she like she, she says she she won't ever call herself chef because she doesn't you know make anything that you couldn't make yourself at your own house. Sure. Like. She like like taught kids at a voca- at vocational school like how to run kitchens as a business. Yeah, I mean, I would I would probably call her a chef. Sounds like she's modest. Right. Yeah. So like she would like I grew up in I grew up as like the only boy in like my family around like all, all mostly like all women like uh-huh. like there is no there is no uh, anybody that identifies as male is in my age range. Gotcha. Uh, when I was growing up. So I hung out with my grandma a lot to get away from like my sister and my cousins. They would, you know, girls be boys. You know, when your when your children was, mm-hmm. yeah, that got that got mean fast. So I, I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with them. I go hang out with grandma, yeah. which meant I would be in the kitchen a lot, like making food. Gotcha, gotcha. And I was like, well, that's right. my, like, it's my only marketable skill. So <laughs> at that point, that's kind of where shit got to where like, I I had attached myself as an identity to being a good cook. Okay. And like being a cook, and I needed to go do something about that. And it took it took a little, it took a little bit because I I got a really nice like I had gotten to a situation where I was as a pizza delivery guy, like realizing this, like I need to like move to like a bigger place to work in like restaurants that. Are Olive Garden or Longhouse? Yeah, or Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I couldn't figure out, like, couldn't really, like, figure out, like, how I was going to save up money as a pizza delivery guy. Uh, which, by the way, a killer job. If anybody, uh, anybody ask me my opinion, best part-time job is pizza delivery, not door dashing. Because <laughs> I've done door dashing before. Yeah, no, I, I uh, can confirm door dashing is, is bad. And it's... Yeah, like door, you, like, door dashing felt like shit. Yeah. Compared I mean, to delivering pizza. Like, make, delivering pizza no felt better. Yeah. Like, the money is about the same, but it felt better. Like, you kind of... You kind of knew that, like, the food you were getting wasn't going to be some kind of hot mess that you were going to get shit on for. Yeah, yeah, door dashing is, you know, it's very much a mixed bag. Yeah, you just, you don't know what you're going to get, and every order is a crapshoot. Yeah, like, I, might be, I, I do my best to not, like, take it out on, uh, like, anyone who's working. And like, I've had, like, some, I've had people just, like, deliver me some shit that i'm like how did you not know this was the wrong shit my dude like, yeah <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? yeah the answer is they like, don't give a shit but that's because uh you know they're not paid to give a shit so it's like okay yeah. whatever whatever well, i was trying to hand them that bag like yeah exactly yeah yeah and uh, i mean I, I you like the one time i i reached out to the driver and was like do you have this in your car he's like i did i dropped it off at a different place and i'm like you know what fuck it bro yeah. I'm just gonna eat. I'm just gonna eat this. It's the, it's it was the, it was from the same Chinese food restaurant. So, <laughs> it's not like I didn't like the food there anyway. Uh, shit, I got a little distracted on that one. Oh, it's um, all good. Um, I think we were at. Uh, You're saying that that you know cooking was your only appreciable skill, marketable skill. Marketable skill. Yeah, and then. Uh, I actually started working at a Texas Roadhouse. Uh, okay. I just did. I just did both. Um, and what? And it's like at this point, I was averaging like a job every eight months, like just bouncing around places. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and it it worked for me, honestly, because I think one of my jobs I did like I was like a FedEx package handler. Uh, not as like not like the guy that like, drives the truck. I'm the guy that like throws shit into the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mainly just because it was easily easily available, and there was no food jobs in uh, in that particular like town of mine. Like the only place I said you could work as a cook was like Olive Garden, Ruby Tuesday, Longhorn Steakhouse, and that uh, Bob Evans and Crackle Barrel, and that just was it. Chains, and it's like that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, and as I said, that I ended up getting a uh, cook job at a pretty big chain, uh, Texas Roadhouse, and. The roadhouse and the pizza shop I worked at were like an hour apart. Oh, so no. I, I did a lot of driving uh, for a couple of months, and then I find that I moved close, quit the pizza delivery job, and went uh, and moved closer to the other one. Uh, and I, I stayed at that roadhouse for a year and a half. Damn, that's almost serious. Um. And this guy was like a stereotypical, like small business tyrant. Mm-hmm. But because he caught me at such a low point in my life that I had like I had like my entire self worth being into this like I'm gonna make it as a and like become a chef like thing like I'm gonna turn it around like I'm gonna learn to be a chef starting at like age 29 and. 
he caught me at such a low at such low moments that he, I, I got hired on. Well, this is like 2017. Like, as a, a probationary rate for 90 days at $10.50 fucking cents. Oh, no. He got to abuse the shit out of me for three months on that wage. Uh, I worked all... And that's like, I, I, I was doing pizza delivery on, like, Mondays, uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then Thursdays through Sundays, I'd work at Roadhouse. And, you know, both of those jobs, I was getting paid ten fifty an hour. The other, at least that... Uh, you know, the pizza shop, I was getting tips. Was that and, worth it, uh, with, you know, with the commute between the two? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, the pizza shop that I worked at was a, known for being a little more higher end. So, okay. like, I got, I got decent tips. And driving an hour back and forth, I like driving, so like, it didn't bother me. Um, I did, and I knew I was wasting money on gas, but I, I drove a Honda Civic, so it's not like I was getting killed. Um, yeah, and but like having having the, putting putting aside because like, the apartment I lived in in the shitty t- uh, little town uh, called Zanesville, Ohio, was like this this apartment sucked, but it was cheap. It was like five hundred dollars a month, so I was able to stack up money by just not paying rent for a little while. Yeah, because <clears throat> uh, nice. I was I, I knew my I knew my lease was up. I I only had to pay this this guy up to a certain point. And I just stopped paying him. I knew he wasn't going to file the eviction papers. <laughs> I knew him personally. So when it was time to move out, I handed him half. I handed him half of the rent that I owed, and said, ah, "I'm out, buddy." He's like, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> like, uh, fair enough. Like, he, like that place was a shithole, and he he wouldn't dare try to press eviction charges on anybody for that. Yeah, because he'd be so liable for whatever is wrong with the property. <clears throat> I mean, my oven was rat, was mouse infested to the point where like, I couldn't use it, and he didn't. Oh. He, he wouldn't replace it. Like I, I turned it on one day, and I was like, "Why the hell does my oven smell so fucking weird?" Oh, and it's no. because the insulation of the oven was soaked in mouse piss. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so like it was one of those agreement situations. He's like, "You live in a dilapidated shithole, but I'm going to pay you nothing." He's like, "The rent's only five hundred a month. You can pay it in cash." And there's no real lease agreement. It was okay, a yeah. It was a agreement. That I would, <laughs> yeah, I would decide. You know, if I'm gonna re up for for another like few months. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was I, I because I had that kind of situation going on. I was able to save some some money and get out. Nice. Uh, but working at Texas Roadhouse, I got to appreciate that that little that little chain because they make everything by hand at, at that place. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. And how they cut their meat inside the restaurant. Wow, I've, I've always and, liked that place. Actually, I'm I you know I am. Yeah, like you'd be surprised that it's like yeah, all by hand too. Like they Damn. they're nothing frozen. The only thing that's frozen in that restaurant is uh, cheesecake and French fries. Okay, that's it. Like a far that, cry that from Applebee's. Far cry, and. Uh, I, I learned a lot of useful skills there while also like fully understanding like how much I was getting exploited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this business owner, uh, I, I I begrudgingly respect him because he did a lot of like frontline like work in the kitchen and dealing with customers, uh, doing a lot of hands-on training. So I know he's a small business tyrant. I know he fucked me over a lot. 
But he also did end up paying me good money in the end. Sure. After I called him out. After I called him out, like, fair and square. I was like, John, I know for a fact you are fucking me over on how little you pay me. I think it's time for a massive pay raise. And he was like, okay. Uh, I, so at the time, I was making 12 And that was, like, after, like, six months. And uh, it went from 12 to 15 So I was like, that's, that's a pretty good bump, yeah. Bump. Uh, and then he started having me do like low end management stuff because that's what every, every time every time you get a pay raise is a secret <clears throat> a secret uh, responsibility take on that you don't necessarily sign up for. Yes, one hundred fucking percent. And in hotels, it is like <clears throat> pretty terrible because if you stay at a hotel for you know long enough and you, you, well, my yeah, mom you works at a hotel. Okay, <clears throat> you kind of become the, the manager is like yeah you know number two and 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 so i've been in roles where i'm like the assistant general manager but they just refuse to give me the title and it's it puts you through the ringer so like my my mom works at a hotel and she has uh she's like the continental breakfast concierge oh, okay. it's like yep. the official title, but like she does all the food ordering prepares all the food yeah yeah sets it up and it also essentially works as like a Walmart greeter for the hotel during the in the during the morning hours. And yeah. twenty twenty she also like prepared and delivered all the food to the rooms because, you know, wow. couldn't have a continental breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Uh in twenty twenty. So what they would do is that they would fill out cards or they would set set it up on an app and then she would prep them by hand and deliver them to the rooms by like 8 a.m. Wow, most most hotels just did away with breakfast entirely. So yeah, that's, uh, uh, this was a this was a Hilton brand hotel. So uh, I feel like the Hiltons have a little bit of money they can fucking lose for sure. For sure, <laughs> I don't think they're really paying too close attention considering she's made she she uh, she's she's bought a lot of bananas on their dime. Let's <laughs> say that. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, working at Texas Roadhouse was a very interesting experience. I've worked there for a long time uh, and got a lot of respect from uh, the people I worked with because I was very, very good at my job. But I was, because I'm a little surly, like I did get a little bit of a reputation for being like, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very nice to people who are having a bad day. I don't, like when you, when you can see it, you can see it, you know. Yeah, of course. And because I worked at Texas Roadhouse, I had we, we had a, we had a very interesting bl- workforce blend. Uh, the road, like I, the one I worked at, is in Columbus, Ohio, and it's the closest one to the Ohio State campus, and, um, and it's also in a neighborhood that is like extremely diverse and you you gotta be a very diverse cast at the back of house not the front of house uh-huh. uh yeah front of house is mostly just your traditionally attractive people yep yeah that's how it works that's just how how that works and he, he i'll give him credit he, he he got on the hot goth girl trend real quick he he knew that one was coming down the pipeline in like 2017 he had like Three just drop dead gorgeous goth girls working at a, working at a Texas Roadhouse, and I was like, "How did this happen?" Because <laughs> I'm not I'm not prepared to see like Whitechapel shirts at the Texas Roadhouse. I'm just not. <laughs> uh, but 
uh, I, I eventually kind of like got tired of working with that guy. Like, and that was like my my farewell to him was telling him that, like, listen, dude, like I didn't mind working for you as like a lower end employee, but now that like you got me doing manager shit, like I don't like working with you, and I can't be here. Like this place is driving me like up yeah. the wall. It's it's driving me insane. It's making me lose my hair. Like it's it is rapidly aging me. That's and, yeah. That, that's what fucking some restaurants do to you. Well, I don't know. I like lost a shit ton of weight. I I looked I looked like a cancer patient at one point, uh, and I wasn't that thin. I was like six foot one, two hundred pounds. So it wasn't like I was super thin, but like my whole face was gaunt, and like I had started shaving my head because I had lost all of my hair. Mm-hmm. And so, like it, it happened in like a year or two, and I was like Damn. shit. <laughs> I was like, it just perfectly coincided with like working at Texas Roadhouse too. Yeah, and, just like, is this all of you know? Is, is this all because of my job or <laughs> or right? nature playing a role too? <laughs> a job had like such weird kinds of stress levels with it because he he did hire a lot of very young people, and I was like thirty, and I had this like seventeen year old who would not stop flirting with me. Oh no. And, and she was like very traditionally attractive, and like I, I for a while I thought she was doing it as a bit because I I would <laughs> even like comedically like play up how uncomfortable it made me feel. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> like yeah. You know, I'm like ah, like please stop doing it. like you know, yeah. Being very openly like how like like no, this is not something you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And like when she was 18, like it kept going on, and people. And I had to quell so many rumors that I was a groomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well that's, that's not like that. Yeah, like, that's such a just... common. That's such a common thing in restaurant. I mean, you know, that my first job was uh, was was a host the, the, at a restaurant, the, and I I was oh, yeah, eighteen. The sucking up is the fucking yeah. like stereotype du jour of the of the industry. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly uh-uh. it, and 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 it's 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 gross. I remember, you know, when I was a host talking to one of my coworkers, and she was talking about, you know, how how she was hooking up with this this thirty four year old you know cook who had kids. I'm like, oh man, like, oh yeah, like dude, oh, I don't I, know, so, so many, yeah, so, I'm just, no, I I no, I I'm not gonna place myself above judgment on these on these fellas. I too engage in some pretty dirty behavior but i i like made sure that they were at least 23 years old yeah that was, yeah, yeah of course i was like i was like i was like any like it basically like like girl if you if you haven't taken like art history 101 <laughs> I, I want nothing to fucking do with you yeah yeah like if you haven't taken a basic intro level college course you're probably too fucking young for me yeah and like it was just a very weird environment. I had another, this is also the environment where I learned that like racism exists, but also between like, like those hardcore racist feelings towards like Mexicans and black people. And I didn't know that before I worked at this Texas Bucky Roadhouse. Okay. Uh, like a lot, like there's a lot of racist tension there. And I, I had to stop a fight. Cause like, like within the staff, yeah, like, oh, like, like two cooks were going at it. Just one guy was getting a little too fucking cute about how he was saying the word black in Spanish. Okay, okay. I, and me being like, 
like the the factory kitchen manager at the time, I'm like stepping in. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm about to let you get your ass beat. I'm going to let you know you're getting really fucking cute with how you're saying that. And they're starting to realize it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and you're going to get your ass kicked. Like, I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to, like, you're, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm giving you, you up to stop. Yeah. Because like, I'm not stopping them if they, if they want to come over here and beat your fucking ass. Yeah, just a warning. You know, you've made your own bed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, they had, I, I told him to go outside. The guy, uh, like Hulk fucking Hogan ripped his shirt off and said, what'd you say to me? <laughs> and when he ripped his shirt off, I was like, you know what, dude, go outside. I'm like, you two go outside, go outside and deal with this. Yep. And then one guy came back and the other didn't. So that's, that's like a pirate ship. That's how we handled some of our problems. Uh, the same guy ended up getting fired by me, uh, a month later. Cause he wouldn't be, he wouldn't stop like being a transphobe. Uh, and I, and we had, we had, we had, uh, two trans people working, uh, with us, uh, and one was, one was one, one was the other. And, um, trying to get, trying to think of good fake names. So we <laughs> had, uh, so like Mary was an asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mary was an asshole. Like, uh, nothing wrong with him as like a work, like as a worker, but Mary was an asshole. Sure, like, sure. Just not a nice person, and that kind of worked against them in their favor, uh, especially being a little bit of, like a mixed bag. They would they would help us prepare salad, but also like do busing and also like like maybe help serve tables or maybe okay. help like get all the wheels out to those carb fiends. So that team player. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a real, real glue gal. Yeah, like, yeah. like uh, if this were in the NBA, you know, one of those lunch polo last uh, face one and last one out on the jam kind of types. <laughs> yep, gotcha. And then we had Mark, who was just this just very quiet, very unassuming uh, uh, young man who was, I think, it like, was going a bit like just ha- was having a bit of like. Like they, they they held all their issues and kind of kind of person. Yep, yep. Just and, and, and yeah, just like like you can just tell like like they're just having a rough go at it, especially at this point in their life. And yeah. I had sat them down. I'm like, you know, I got your back. I I, I can't. I'm not hearing it specifically because people know my role. I yeah. got, I became a manager really fucking quick. It was like a three month time frame. I went from like just a cook to like the lead line cook to like. De facto kitchen manager. That is fast, yeah. And I think it may have been closer to like four to five months, but yeah, it was a series of very, very, very bad things uh, had happened, and I got, to, I just happened to rise to the top from it. A bunch of people quit. One guy uh, got caught grabbing ass when he shouldn't been grabbing ass. Mm. You know, uh, to- just toxic fucking male behavior yeah. all over the place, getting people <laughs> fucking fired. Yep. Yeah, and and we not like subscribing to any of that kind of shit. Uh, just and really just like those are the guys down and not like really getting involved with many other people except for like a few that I would trust that like wouldn't bring my personal life into like professional life because at that point I was 
really enjoying just the lifestyle. Like going, like, I would be out at bars. Like I always worked the late shift because like I didn't mind getting off work at midnight and then going to the bars and then like partying hard. Yeah. Uh, until like five in the morning or sometimes noon the next fucking day. And it just worked for me. I was, I was, I was just cruising. And, uh, by the time I had to leave, like, I think that, that's whatever. But yeah, me and Mark, I told my guys back and I knew nobody would, I told no one fuck with them. And then the other guy started fucking with them and, uh, started getting really nitpicky about like what they were doing and mm-hmm. always questioning their manhood. And then I just step in and be like, Hey man, if you don't leave Mark alone, I'm firing you on the spot. Like, yeah. and you, like, you, you, I'm like, I, I'm like, you can go out. We can go outside about it. If you, if it's going to come to that. And he said, Nope, it's not going to come to that. And he quit right there in front of me. He's like, I, wow. I he's like, I'm not going to be, he's uh, mind you, this is like a, like a young black dude. He's like, I'm not going to have my language policed by some fucking white asshole. <sighs> and I'm like, you know what, dude? I was like, it's not, I'm like, you know what, dude? No, fuck you. It's not about that. You're being a bigot. Yep. Go fuck yourself. Get out of my fucking kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that was, like, Texas Roadhouse is a very uh, uh, interesting place for me to work at that point in my life because I got to learn a lot about how to, like, deal with shit. Yeah. Because I was very, very conflict avoidant uh, for most of my life. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I am as well. And, and I mean, you know, same thing with working at hotels with a lot of different personalities, whether be it guests or or coworkers. But especially in a restaurant, I feel like you know, at the back of the house, especially there's it's everything is very heightened. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. high stress, and a lot of people like to goof off, mm-hmm. which helps with their stress, but yeah. like stresses other people out a lot. Yep. Uh, did you ever did you ever have the opportunity to work with somebody that is just like? They're just a they're just like a clown. Like they they goof off so much so often uh-huh. that like you're not even sure if they're doing it as a bit anymore or if they just like <laughs> can't do the job. <laughs> yeah, no, I I there, there's some people that that have that come to mind when you you know uh, put it like that. Yeah, because it's like I worked with this one uh, older gentleman. I best name I've ever had. I've uh, I've heard. Uh, his name was Gaspar. Ooh. Gaspar Conchado. Yeah, no, name. Gaspar Concho. And I'm like, oh, that is that is a name. That is, that a, is. that's a that's a powerful name right there. <laughs> and this goon just clownering all day. And like, no matter how busy it was, he was always on top of his game. But it's like, I'm like, this guy just goofs off constantly. And at one point, I was like, is he just bored? Like does he does this job bore him so much that he just fucks off yeah, right. all day? This is so below his skill level that he's just coasting and fucking around. And I found out after I quit that yes, that was the case. Wow. Okay. Uh, he was moonlighting for uh, in Columbus. There was one restaurant company that kind of runs the fine dining experience of the city. Okay. Uh, you know, there are other places you can go that are good, high quality, like fine dining experiences but this one company controls most of it and i ended up, and i when i left texas Roadhouse, i went to go work for them 
And uh, I found out that he also worked for them. Oh, okay. At, and like at, at like one of the higher skill level places, and I was like, Gaspar, you scoundrel! <laughs> I'm like, you've been sandbagging me for years. He's like, can you shut up, Bill? He's like, oh, he's like, don't tell nobody at Texas Roadhouse that I <laughs> I know like fine dining stuff. I'm like. It's okay. I quit. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. Like once I knew I had a job lined up at any of these jobs, if I knew I could just jump somewhere, yep. I fucking did. Yeah. Because yeah. I learned really easy, really early on about how much I I would get exploited. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, it's just like what's like. I mean, you're not doing me any favors, so why would I do this company a solid and you know? But give them Literally, two more like, ways and, to exploit me. Yeah, and let and let you grind me down when I know I could just go somewhere else, immediately get a pay raise. Yeah, and be good with it. Exactly. Uh, yep. So, like the last job I worked as a kitchen person, uh, I, I know this is running long. I, I had an obscene job history. Uh, <laughs> That's all good. And uh, it was was uh, a company, a brewery called Blue Dog. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, I don't know if they ship out to Connecticut. I, um, I feel like I have, but I, I mean, I could be mistaken just because it's a common phrase. They're a huge, huge company in the UK. Uh, and they're essentially, like, they, uh, how they got so big is that they won a sweepstakes as, like, microbrewers to essentially provide the Walmart of Britain beer. Oh, wow. Okay. As, like, their premier, like, craft brewery experience. So they got... They got big real quick out there. And then they came over here and set up shop in Ohio because uh, they said Ohio had a good drinking culture. <laughs> and if you live in Ohio, you would understand that, yes, there is a good drinking culture here. There's just not, not a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that that could be maybe why there is a good drinking culture. I don't know. That's us in Wisconsin, baby. You know, like all these lake states. <laughs> hey, um, uh, do you mind if we take a quick break, just a minute or two? For sure. All right. I'm going to be right back. Okay, welcome back to Job Jumpers. Uh, sorry for cutting you off, my friends. Oh, it's okay. We've this has been a long, a long convo, and I've even left some off. Uh, but we can always come back and do it again. Hell but yeah! I, I do want to cover uh, an interesting part that is the jumping to like a whole different industry and how I had that opportunity uh, because because of the pandemic. Uh, I was working as a, a line cook at BrewDog, and in Columbus, it was kind of a hip joint. This is closer to downtown, and it totally fit your Austin, like, brewery hamburger joint experience. Like, it was an industrial building, hanging lights, $15 cheeseburgers. Those places are fucking everywhere, man. (laughs) Yeah, they're everywhere. And it was a, they're fun to work at. Uh, I kind of had, like, the run of the joint a little bit, uh, a lot of fun times there. Lots of drugs done in the bathroom. Nice. Uh, you know, the classic chef experiences. Uh, Brewdog is the place that officially declared me a chef. Hell yeah. Uh, it was like a... It was shortly before I quit. As like a... Like they kind of knew they screwed me over at one... Uh, but... that That's something I don't want to get into because it's kind of messy. Sure. But uh, when 2020 hit, I had gotten a, like... Like two months off in a, in a row at one point, and then worked for two months, and then off for two months because they just kept 
shutting down. We kept getting furloughed. We kept having outbreaks. Mm, yeah. Because sanitary theater just does just wasn't working. Uh, like no matter what you could do, like if it was in the restaurant, it was in the restaurant. Like people were eating with their mask off. Like you couldn't stop the COVID spread in restaurants and bars. You just couldn't. No, it was it was a losing people, battle. Restaurants and bars got it multiple times too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I had seven months off, I had spent a lot of that time. They were giving lots of free beers to enjoy myself. <laughs> nice. Uh, but like, once I realized I had so much free time, I got an IT certificate, uh, the baseline one, uh, from, and I got like some materials and, and help paying for it through a place called Perscalis. Uh, they're kind of like a like a secondary education group. Like they're not really a school. They're kind of more of like a training group. Okay. Uh, like you apply to them like it's a school, but like it's not really like a school. But it's kind of like a job placement training thing to get uh, service workers into the IT field. And well, that's not how they put it, but that's kind of how the system is designed. Yeah, that's kind of the aim. But like. Seeing like seeing that opportunity show up when I had nothing to do with my life was awesome because I wanted out. I wanted out of being a cook. I hated it. I hated being a chef. I hated everything about it. Uh, I I was having just mean nasty thoughts about people that were mm-hmm. guests that like and that like it was not their fault. There, like, I remember saying like fuck this guy looks looks being the garlic like <laughs> yeah. I mean you're just <laughs> over it. Yeah, like fuck your onion allergy. Eat that shit or don't. Like just like I, I was getting to a bad spot with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to transition out. Uh, my first job I worked for was a payday loan place, and then I ended up at the big retailer I am now. But like, the pandemic was so bad for so many people, and I feel feel very weird about it being like the best time of my life that I got paid to be at home to do nothing to train myself to get out of a career that I hated. Yeah, that's and like. I know a lot of people look back on it as like a very bad time, and I'm like, no, like I was able to utilize that time like in a way that got me out. Yeah, it got me into that's great. It's insanely boring by comparison. It's a nine to fiver, and that that still takes adjusting to after being years of like being up and partying all night as like my life. Yeah, yeah, that that transition is not an easy one. Yeah, it was rough, uh, and like. I, I'm I'm still I have the mindset of a job hopper. I've been with the major retailer now for two years, almost. Uh, it'll be two years in September. I plan on sticking through. Hell yeah! Uh, but I've told I told them earlier uh, we had because uh, I am technically a contractor with them uh, that you know I have goals in mind, and if you aren't part of those goals. Uh, yeah, I work as a, I work in the IT field, and I do have the opportunity to job hop just as much as I did when I was in the kitchen. Absolutely, and I yeah. Because I know, I know it's the best way to get yourself paid, and honestly, sometimes it's just easier. <laughs> like it's easier not to get attached to a workplace. And I I think so. Yeah, I mean, bounce when shit's going bad, yeah. or bounce when you know like this job's doing nothing for you, and just get out. Like. Just be attached to doing your job well and not get attached to, like, the environment of the job. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, then that way you don't take it personally when they fuck you over for promotion right, or like, whatever. Yeah, because at that point, 
it becomes very much a I know I I'm trying to get one over on you guys. I'm trying to get as much money out of you guys as I can for the least amount of my effort. So I know that they're also trying to make as much money off me as they can. Yep, exactly. And, and the and like sure that does make the that does kind of make the environment tense with the boss, but it's a mutual understanding that I will leave. Yeah, you you at least know which roles you're playing. Yeah, and it's because I I always lived this like kind of like unattached lifestyle, like never really like not as in like a what was me incel type, but like I've never like I've never really had like a like a serious girlfriend except for like one time. Mm. I've dated casually for years. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. Like just not being. It's not that I have a commitment issue. It's that I just know that if someone if for for jobs like if it's gonna fuck me over, it's gonna fuck me over, and. That whole like not being super, like it's like a modern day nomad even. Like I can just bounce around wherever I want as in the job field. Yeah, yeah, but, it's an independence. I, yeah, like I'm kind of like just rooted to a city, but it doesn't always have to be like that too. Especially with IT and the rise of like work from home, like you can go wherever. You like, you can work wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've, you've got a lot of possibilities. Yeah, it's a, and you gotta always choose whatever's gonna pay you the best, or whatever's gonna like treat you the best, like better scheduling, better benefits, Definitely. you know, stuff like that. That's always where you look for. And I always went with the most money, personally. Uh, yeah, that's that's, except, that's usually the smart for, move. Except for the current one. The current one, I went for the benefits because I heard once you get the benefits at this particular joint, it's like, uh as my one friend said, it's as close to having a job in Europe as you could get. Wow, that's um, that, that's high praise for an American business. It, it's because of all the they, they give you a lot of vacation time. Nice compared to like a lot of other American businesses. I mean, so. that, like when you factor in that shit, it's that's like worth a few dollars extra an hour, almost. You know, right? If, like they they don't pay the best, but they offer like decent health care and a shit ton of vacation. You just can't beat it. Yeah, it's yeah. You really can't. I think I think it's like like when you start, it's like you get access to about two and a half months worth of like being able to schedule vacations and PTO and mental health days. That's that's crazy for a benefit for for yeah. just beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. But uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, the end of that. Uh, I got a couple other fun, like more interesting like job hops that were completely unrelated to like anything I wanted to do, but it just so happened that I was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> nice. If you want if you ever want to talk about that, I'm more than open to it because like, yeah, it, it, this job was so weird. And like, I, I would like to talk about like just job, like killing all the factory, like how I became like the factory killer in that fucking city. Yeah. That, that's, that's a great story. It was just, uh, you're the factory. Grim know, Reaper. Yeah, and like that was my last stop, and I didn't kill that place. Uh, but yeah, it's like you know, there was there was some science fiction shit going on in that laboratory I worked in. Oh and, boy! 
uh, and McDonald's was the ones behind it. So, oh, hey, yeah, the, I, the I, black chickens. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's the golden arches have once again appeared in my life for for various reasons. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's fate, I guess. Well, let's let's get into that mystery on, uh, you know, maybe maybe round two. I'd love to have you on again. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, you know, we can go over like. It's like advice for younger people how to like job hop on like industry to industry without like so you can get your feet in a whole bunch of things to see what you like. Yeah, because I did, I did, I did a, a good bit of that that I don't put in my resumes because like I was only there for like a couple of days at a time, and then we'll, we'll, oh like, same, tell, and we're like just just leave. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm 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 the same way, and uh, I mean a cool thing about that is is like you know you do have more flexibility in like tailoring your resume to certain jobs when you have, you've dipped your toe into a lot of different places. And also it's like a lot of these places now that I worked at, like are defunct or they've closed or changed hands. So it's like, I can Mm -hmm. lie a little bit about my role there and the time I spent there, you know, it's this food truck I worked at that, uh, well, my rep, my official resume says states that, you know, I was, not only was I the chef, but I helped, you know, with the finances and that was not even close to what I did. Uh, I flip, I, I made, I made burgers. I helped design a couple of, like, I helped convince the guys that financed the truck to like, let us do a couple of like, like, what's the fuck? What the fuck is flavor town's real name? Uh, guy, guy Fieri. Fieri yeah. yeah. Guy, we did some like guy Fieri ass burgers. Uh, and the older guy was kind of more of like an actual chef, but because like, <laughs> like he was like I I was the idea guy, but he was kind of more of like the had the skills to get it done guy. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, I, I'm I'm taking the Elon and Edison route on that one. I'm taking full credit. <laughs> full yeah. credit. That was those were my burgers. Uh, you were the CEO, the founder of the of. Uh, that's, of right, that that's right. That's right. I was the I was the uh, main chef and order operator of uh, that of that burger truck. Hell yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, man. Um, they, can't, they can't they can't fact check me otherwise. The fucking co- the, that that place went under in a year. Yeah, I mean that, that's it, it's it's a gift when when your former workplace closed shop. Like the hotel that I worked at for two years is is now being converted into apartments, and so then you know. Suddenly, I would be assistant manager, and, and I, 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 I basically ran the hotel, which I did, but right. I can That's exaggerate. Right. I mean, shit. As someone who's basically the assistant manager, yeah, you basically ran that show. I, I know what yeah. it's like. Yeah. This oh, is, yeah. I've been assistant manager of a thankless place before. And you just run that shit. Literally, for, for an entire month when when our our new manager quit, you know, with, with no notice and... You know, it was a mess. I'll I can get into that story, but uh, I'll just, just give you the heavy deuces on like the first couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's, oh. that's exactly it. Um, but anyways, um, it is getting late, so we'll wrap it up. Did you have anything that you wanted to plug or shout out before we end things? Nope, I am just uh, I'm just a simple shit poster uh, from the internet. Uh, I do want to leave you with a thought that I can't remember if I got this from Twitter or from Facebook. Yeah, uh, but I got one of those uh, one of those terrible fucking places, uh, and the line is, uh, "quote No one wants to work is just quote No one wants to date nice guys, but for employers." <laughs> Damn, that's that's so true. 
It really is. It's a good line. I I, I forget that is not that was not an original thought, but uh, I found it and I like it. So I, I'm, I'm sharing it. It's a good one. That, that's a good one because because I do feel like there is a specific kind of like general manager at a restaurant that that they they kind of exude that same energy. All general managers do have big in cell energy. Yes, they it's do. True. Jesus it's Christ. True. <laughs> hey, Andy, thanks so much for uh, for chatting with me. It was a blast. Let's let's talk again soon. My pleasure. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekends uh, and. I look forward to talking to you again. Hey, thanks so much. You too. Have a good night, man. Bye. Bye. All right. There you have it, folks. Thank you to Andy for coming on the podcast and telling me most of your story. I, I think there is um, potential for a part two. So maybe we can make that happen sometime soon as well. Um, again, folks, if you are a job jumper or you know somebody who is a job jumper, please push them towards uh, our podcast. We want to to talk with them, want to hear their stories. Email us at jobjumperspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media at jobjumperspod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you like what you heard, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'd say 4.5 to 5 stars is like the sweet spot for us. It's really, you know, I'm being realistic here. Not every rating is going to be a 5, but at least at least 4.5 stars. Because any lower than that, and I'll think that you hate me. And uh, that's, not, that's not nice, you know? Not nice to hate people. Um, anyways, until next week, folks, keep jumping.